Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, I'm going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 7 of Jessica Jones, Double Half Wappinger, right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll, and here we go for another solo podcast. I'm getting in my groove, feeling a little less nervous, feeling good about this, feeling like me and you are connecting. Me. You. We're doing this thing. All right. <laughs> this episode, I, I gotta say, I called it. I called this shit. Uh... Jerry is lining up as the enemy of this season. I mean, obviously, Salinger is the enemy, but Jerry has chosen a side, and we are going to get Jerry working actively against Jess, which I am all in for. I think this is going to be awesome. Uh, I loved the sort of twist with Salinger's push, and Jerry is apparently not on board with this, Uh, so it's not fully Jerry's decision, but with Jerry's help, he gets the press coverage he needs to make Jess public enemy, which I thought was super cool. Um, and, and, and it just, it's just a great twist on the whole thing. Uh, and not, not only that, but we get, uh, the mention of Trish's involvement, the masked woman. This is in the, in the MCU. This is one of the first times we've had a masked hero, uh, Daredevil, obviously being a masked hero. Uh, but we've got a masked hero with, it seems like real stakes about their, uh, identity and playing with that concept, especially now that we see what happens with Trish at the end of the episode where Trish decides she's kind of going down the path of her mother. Again, we talked about it a couple episodes ago where her mother only wants to be consequential. She wants to be in the public eye. She uses the skill sets she knows from that by calling in a tip to a journalist and gets herself photographed. This is like a real Peter Parker move, except he is the journalist journalist that he calls. Okay, maybe the analogy doesn't hold. So I, I, I don't know. They're doing something there, uh, having an actual... It's just it's fun. We're getting some of those same tropes we see in other superhero media, but this time kind of coming at it from a different angle, sort of this more realistic noir aesthetic, and now we've got a superhero uh, with a mask on, being take, having getting pictures taken, sent to the media. I don't know. Just something really fun there. Uh, something we haven't seen too much of from this uh this sort of corner of our universe um but i definitely think that jerry's the villain and uh with trish <laughs> with trish being called out the way she is uh i think we actually i thought there was no way we would get this i thought there was no way but i think it is absolutely possible with the press involvement that we could get the name hellcat She's got the powers of a cat. She falls from a large thing. She lands on her feet, all that stuff. And, and we even had someone get a picture of that. I could totally see that like, uh, whatever, some, some reporter names her Hellcat or even Jerry's people, uh, or, or Zaya, uh, Jerry's sort of underling names Trish Hellcat. And I am kind of all on board for that. It totally fits. It's amazing to get to a place in this show where they have built, built out the universe where her actually being called Hellcat could be sort of, uh, fitting, you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm pumped about it. I don't know. It's, it's a sort of a small thing. It would be a neat nod to the comic books. We've already got the, the costume, but her actually being called Hellcat. We don't get many superhero names, uh, in this universe. Um, we, you know, it's, it, we don't really get the power man. I guess Iron Fist is more of a power than name. Uh, but anyway, we get Daredevil all the time. 
the press calls him Daredevil, right? Or they call him, I don't, um, I wish Jeff were here. He would know this. <laughs> uh, so, I'm, I, I find myself wondering, Jerry has decided to let Salinger in and let him be represented by her organization. Uh, I, I think it's a horrible idea. We all know that, but she's desperate. She's horribly desperate. And I wonder if Jerry will live up to Salinger's standards of what he thinks is a worthy human being. I, I don't know exactly. We still haven't really got a solid read. We know that he believes that these powered people aren't okay. Is is there a way that he will start to think that Jerry is also cheating? It seems like anyone that can beat him, he considers a cheater. So it makes me wonder if Jerry kind of takes a turn against him or does something he doesn't like, if he will start to think that she is no longer worthy. Um uh, you know, you know. Uh, now, now that I'm going down that rabbit hole of thought, I bet her love for Kiff could be a thing. Like, if she makes a dumb decision because of her love for Kiff, they keep bringing up Kiff, and she keeps talking about Kiff in little, little, t- tiny ways, just to remind us that she's still thinking about that. If she makes a bad decision, like if Kiff came in the room and told her she shouldn't represent this killer for whatever reason maybe something very dramatic happens and kiff comes around and says you know this is horrible what you're doing this man's obviously killing people and you're getting him off that's 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 unlikely but something like that and then she 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 responds to that in a different way and it's not just purely logical it's uh, emotional i could see salinger being like you know uh, you failed me. You're, you, you, you've let your, you know, you've, you've, you've refused to ascend, kind of ascend from your baser desires or whatever. I don't know. That's a, that's just a thought. I don't know. I just think that it's very possible that Salinger will eventually turn on Jerry. You know, it's the, the scorpion and the frog, uh, or whatever, whatever that, there's a few versions of that story, but the scorpion and the frog, you guys know what I'm talking about. Because the NCU cast listeners are savvy, savvy listeners. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I, I liked Jessica uh, uh, getting in Jerry's face uh, and saying, I don't know what we are, we're friends, we're colleagues, or we're just people in a foxhole together, but don't make me your adversary. I like Jess's confidence. Um, and, and by the way, this episode is is classic Jess. I love when she steals the files um, and, and, and just, she's a dog with a bone, you know, she, she's gonna find that body. She is after that body and she will find it. Uh, and then when she does, she's so emotionally affected, but more, more so, more than her. I, I'm thinking of later in the episode when she opens the bag, when, when Salinger is opening the bag, um, that really, that was sad for Jess. But the thing that broke me down in this episode was the mother's response to finding her son. It was awful. It was very well acted and well shot. And uh, really emotionally evocative. I found myself very, very affected. So, but, but that whole scene, Jessica, you know, really, really wanting to track down that body. I, 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 I just love the character of Jessica Jones. I really do. I think this season more so than any other season. The first season for me was all about Kilgrave. The second season it sort of wandered, but this season I feel like Jessica Jones knows herself. We know her better and she is a great private eye with, you know, in just intense skills and a desire to solve a case. I, I just, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a fun twist on the superhero genre to have her main thing be that she's a PI, not that she punches people hard. 
but when they need those superpowers, they're there. It's a weird way to dig a grave to loosen the ground up that way. That was pretty fun. Um, not except not fun at all. Once the mother sees the body, it was really, really, that was hard, 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 hard. All right. Let's see. Uh, the small town cop given pushback, uh, on the entire situation I thought was strange. Uh, and then, and then later she gave the line, sometimes you got to let things slide. That makes me think maybe the cop knew about Salinger and the reason she's pushing back on Jess is because, you know, Jess is, Jess is, uh, disrupting what she thinks was maybe okay to do. And I don't know if there's like some racism there. I don't know. Cause I think the, um, the, yeah, the boy who died was, uh, Hispanic and maybe there's some racism going on. And this white lady like protected the white boy who she knew did a crime. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on there, but I thought, that it seemed like she knew more than the way she was pushing back on Jess. And then that line really seemed uh, like she knew something. She knew something. So supposedly Malcolm has hit his breaking point with evil. He's dabbled in evil all these seasons, but now he's hit his breaking point. Uh, his, his, his line was putting a serial killer on the street. That's where I get off. But he says that, and I'm glad, I'm so happy that he's there, but he says that to convince Trish to give him the files. And I just don't know, I don't know if that's true or not, and I want to trust Malcolm, I really do, but letting him in, like giving him the files is a really tricky call. They they end up doing it, but I don't know. I don't know if I trust him. I really don't know if I trust him, and that's horrible. I hate that because Malcolm's one of my favorite characters on this show, and I want to be able to trust him, but I don't think that I do just yet. Uh, I think that we're going to get another decision moment for him. It seemed like he made his decision this episode, but... I'm not so sure. I think there's going to be more temptations, particularly with Zaya still being fully on board with Jerry. Uh, it is very possible that Malcolm will have to make a harder decision down the road and see if this is if he's really a hero or if he's going to go back into that whole darkness game. So um, I think that's about it. I think they're doing something uh, with being honest about who you are. Trish talks about how she doesn't want to be the cover anymore. She wants to be herself. Uh, and Jess talks, uh, there's a lot in this episode and in the previous couple episodes about Jess kind of letting, letting her light shine. Does that sound too cheesy? Uh, Eric saw the goodness in her and I think it's, it has affected her in a way that she is really trying to do the right thing here. And and she's not just a dog with a bone. She really wants to stop Salinger. And she's wanted to stop evil people in the past. But in the past, it's sort of been people she's personally involved with, someone who hurt her horribly, and then her own mother. Uh, but this is just she sees a villain, and she wants to take him down. It, it's almost like this entire three-season arc has been a origin story for Jessica Jones, the hero. She First, she dealt with a personal problem then she gained a new perspective and new motivation with her mother uh in season two and now she's just she's she's seeing who she is she's this this season is kind of about learning who you are and and understanding who you are both your your motivations and your flaws so i i, I think it's been 
really good season so far. Uh, I'm really, really thinking Jeff will be back with us tomorrow. I'm pretty sure Jeff will be back with us tomorrow. I think we'll be able to get together on one on Sunday this week. So, uh, so look forward to that. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, f- please, please, uh, look at, look us up on the social medias, MCU cast, everywhere you get social media. And, uh, if you, uh, would like to support the podcast and get these episodes a little early. We've been keeping about a day ahead, uh, but I'm hoping that now that Jeff has a little more availability, we'll be able to, uh, to, to knock out a few more faster, um, or I'll be doing these solo. Uh, so if you want to get these a little faster, you can go over to patreon.com slash MCU cast, support the cast. There's all kinds of ways to do it and some cool perks. Uh, we're actually getting ready to send out our big swag. Uh, we, at the $2 and $4 level, you get some cool swag. So we're about to get ready to do that for the people who've been supporting this year. Um, so thanks for everybody for your support. Thank you so much for all of, uh, your listening. It really means a lot. I, I love doing this podcast. I love taking the time to analyze these 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 shows that I love so much. And uh, love all of you guys. Uh, we'll be back with you real soon. If you'd like to hear more from me, please check out my other podcast, the Star Trek Universe Podcast and the upcoming Oroville Universe Podcast. And if you would like to hear my music, search Matthew Carroll anywhere you get music. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.